And let me invite you to take your Bible and let's turn to the last chapter of the book of Judges. Judges chapter number 21. Judges chapter number 21 tonight. We saw last week in Judges 20 how that almost an entire tribe of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, that's all the descendants of Israel's youngest son, was almost totally destroyed by the rest of the nation of Israel. That happened because the tribe of Benjamin foolishly decided to fight against the rest of the tribes of Israel to defend the wicked city of Gibeah in, in their midst, which was harboring the murderous Sodomites who had attacked, abused, and killed the concubine of an unnamed Levite from Mount Ephraim. Um, the uh, the tribe of Benjamin aligned themselves with these wicked Sodomites because they were part of their own tribe. They did this when they should have aligned themselves with the Lord and those who rightly stood against the wickedness that had been done. Now we saw last week that out of 26,700 men of war from the tribe of Benjamin, there were only 600 men who survived by escaping uh, to the rock Rimmon, where they abode for four months. Additionally, we see that the rest of the children of Israel took vengeance against Benjamin uh, by being especially harsh. In the last verse of Judges 20, we see the, we see the harshness here. And I, and I think that if you pause and think about why were they so harsh, because Benjamin inflicted so much death uh, in the first two battles. And the first two battles, remember, Benjamin had the upper hand and they killed uh, 22,000 one time and 18,000 another. Uh, there were, there were 40,000 Israelite soldiers who lost their lives and then, so that made, that made them especially upset with Benjamin. And when they got the upper hand the third time around, um, they took it to an extreme. And we see... There, look at uh, chapter 20 and verse number 48. says, And the men of Israel turned again upon the children of Benjamin and smote them with the edge of the sword as well as the men of every city as the beast and all that came to hand. Also they set on fire all the cities they came to. Now we're talking about throughout, throughout the habitation of Benjamin they went in there, these 600 that are left of the soldiers are in the cave. They don't even know this is going on. But their wives, their kids, everything they got has been killed. They, they just went in and leveled everything. That's what they were doing. Now, uh, we're going to see tonight, um, Judges 21, a problem that Israel caused and... Uh, they, and they cause this problem, and they, they're trying to solve a problem that they caused. And in trying to solve this problem, they cause other problems. Okay, they, Two wrongs don't make a right. Um, they, they were wrong in what they did, and then uh, they were wrong in what they, how they were, went about to try to correct 
um, their first being wrong. We're going to be talking about rescuing a tribe of Israel tonight. Let's begin uh, in, in Judges 21, and we're just going to read this as we go along. And the, uh, it all has to do with Israel renewing the tribe of Benjamin. Now look at verse number 1. After they've been, after they've been um, so harsh to Benjamin, it says in verse number 1, Now the men of Israel had sworn in Mizpah. Remember, Mizpah is the place where they gathered at the beginning to talk about what they were going to do. Okay, they, all of all of Israel was called to Mizpah, and that all of, when the men were there, they swore, <laughs> saying, "There shall shall none, not any of us, give his daughter unto Benjamin to wife." Uh, and uh, the people came to the house of God and abode there till even before God. And lifted up their voices and wept sore, and said, O Lord God of Israel, why is this come to pass in Israel that there should be today one tribe lacking in Israel? You can just almost hear the Lord say, Go look in the mirror. <laughs> Who caused this problem? Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't the Lord. The Lord didn't cause the problem. They caused the problem. And we see the problem caused by Israel's actions. The problem stemmed from two things. Number one, Israel swore a foolish oath there in verse number one. So we're not, you know, none of us are going to give uh, our, our daughters to, to Benjamin to wife. Uh, considering their anger against Benjamin, this probably seemed like the right thing to do, but this foolish oath had some unforeseen consequences because of the second thing's problem. Israel was too harsh in their judgment of Benjamin. Now, true justice should not only bring punishment to evildoers, but it should also guard against punishment that is too harsh. Okay? I mean, justice that can go beyond uh, the, what, what is right. But... Israel went too far in their destruction of the tribe of Benjamin. So in the next verses, we see Israel try to figure out how they're going to right a wrong by doing wrong themselves. That's, that's what we see in verses 2 and 3 there. We see Israel realizes that a, a whole tribe is in danger of extinction, and, and that's true. And, and note here how they cried out to the Lord God, almost as if it was his responsibility that the tribe of Benjamin was on the edge of extinction. It wasn't God. It was, it was all the rest of the tribes of Israel. The question, why has this come to pass, was easily answered. It was because of the excessive vengeance of the tribes of Israel against the tribe of Benjamin. Now, Benjamin was down to only 600 men. And those men were... They were unable to marry Israelite wives now because of the curse pronounced in Judges 21.1. So the tribe of Benjamin was on the verge of extinction. They had to have wives and they needed to be from the house of Israel. But there were none. There was, there were, all, all of their daughters, their wives, all the lady folks of Benjamin were slaughtered. 
they're gone. You, you got 600 men that are, that are in need of brides if Benjamin is going to is going to survive. The third thing we see here, we see Israel's solution to their foolish oath. Look at verse number four. And this is the next day after talking with the Lord, we see here they built an altar and offered to the Lord. Number four. Uh, and it came to pass on the morrow that the people rose early and built there an altar and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. Well, you know, they didn't inquire about what they should do. You know, um, they, they then inquired about any among all the tribes of Israel. They're talking among themselves. They're talking among themselves of who, um, uh, who did not come up for the assembly. Look at verse number 5. The children said, Who is there among all the tribes of Israel that came not up with the congregation unto the Lord? For they had made a great oath concerning him that came not up to the Lord. Uh, to Mitzvah saying, He shall surely be put to death. So, so they're doubling down on their wiping people out here. Um, they inquired about how many, who among the tribes of Israel didn't come up to the assembly that they had before the Lord in Mizpah. And notice verses 6 through 9 here. We, um, let's read verse number 6. It says, And the children of Israel repented them for Benjamin their brother and said, There is one tribe cut off from Israel this day. How shall we do for wives for them that remain? Seeing we have sworn by the Lord that we will not give them our daughters to wives. And they said, What one uh, is there of the tribes of Israel that came not up to Mizpah to the Lord? And behold, there came none to the camp from Jabesh Gilead to the assembly. And it says, For the people were numbered, and behold, there were none of the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead there. So here again, we see Israel did something that seemed right at the time, uh, but was actually very horrifying. They decided to slaughter Jabesh Gilead, that's a whole city of uh, uh, located in within the tribe of Gad, a whole city of uh, of Israel. And this was a city that refused to join with Israel in the fight against Benjamin. Now understand that when the call was made for the tribes of Israel to come together to judge the wicked men of Gibeah, it wasn't done at that particular time with the with the death threat. <laughs> But here they impose a death penalty on a whole city so they could provide wives for the 600 men of Benjamin who survived that civil war. Now, this was doing one bad thing to make up for another bad thing. Israel instead should have repented of their foolish oath made at Mizpah and should have sought the Lord. Lord, what do we do in this instance? We made a, we made a foolish mistake. Um, and they should have agreed to give their daughters as wives to the, to the men of the tribe of Benjamin, renouncing that foolish vow of Judges 21.1. Now, 
Now let's take a look at verses 10 through 14 here. And the congregation sent thither 12,000 men of the valiantest, in other words, the, the strongest men they had, the, the greatest warriors they had, they took, sent 12,000 men and commanded them, saying, Go and smite the inhabitants of Jabesh-Gilead with the edge of the sword, with the women and the children, and this is the thing that ye shall do, ye shall utterly destroy every male and every woman that hath lain by man. And they found among the inhabitants of Jabesh-Gilead four hundred young virgins that had not known man by lying with male. And they brought them under the camp of Shiloh, which is in the land of Canaan, and the whole congregation sent home, uh, excuse me, sent some to speak to the children of Benjamin that were in the rock remnant and to call peaceably unto them. They're trying to get them to come out of the cave. Okay? Hey guys, yeah, all your families are dead. Uh, we're sorry about that. Yeah, we kind of got carried away, but we got you some wives here. Yeah? Well, y'all want to come out? Uh, verse 14. And Benjamin came again at that time, and they gave them wives which they had saved alive of the women of Jabesh-Gilead, and yet so they sufficed them not. You know why they didn't suffice them? There wasn't enough. You got 600 men, you got 400 ladies. <laughs> 400 virgins. You're a couple hundred short. And so that, that's another problem here. Um... In this ungodly massacre at Jabesh-Gilead, they killed all but the 400 young virgins and brought them uh, up there to the remaining, um, main, remaining men of Benjamin. But still they were 200 short. Now we see in verses 15 through 24, we see Israel's second solution to make up for the shortfall of brides. And this is a, they're, they're, this is a fallacy. That's what it is. Uh, what, what they're doing here, um, they're giving up their daughters. Yeah, that, not technically. I mean, they didn't give them up saying, here, take our daughters and marry our daughters. But they're making their daughters available for Benjamin to come up and seize and take, take uh, as, as their wives. Let, let's read the story here. Look at verse 15. And the people repented them for Benjamin because that the Lord had made a breach in the tribes of Israel. Then the elders of the congregation said, How shall we do for wives for them that remain, seeing the women are destroyed out of Benjamin? And they said, There must be an inheritance for them that be escaped of Benjamin, that the tribe be not destroyed out of Israel. Howbeit, we may not give them wives of our daughters. We, can't, we can't, can't technically do this, is what they're saying. Technically, we can't just say, well, here's our daughter, take them and marry them. They can't technically do that because they'd sworn an oath. It says, For the children of Israel have sworn, saying, Cursed be he that giveth a wife to Benjamin. Then they said, Behold, there's a feast of the Lord in Shiloh yearly, in a place which is on the north side of Bethel, on the side east side of the highway that goeth up from Bethel to Shechem, and on the south side of Labona. And therefore they commanded the children of Benjamin, saying, 
Y'all go wait out there and uh, until these girls come by. Okay, that's what they're saying here. <laughs> go and lie in wait in the vineyards. Verse 21, and see, and behold, if the daughters of Shiloh come out to dance and dances. Of course they're going to come out and dance and dances. That's what they did. They knew they were going to do that. Okay? This is kind of a prearranged, but not arranged, arrangement. Okay? Uh, they're telling their daughters, hey, um, you know, uh, you're going to go out and do this. <laughs> Notice what it says here in verse 21. See, and behold, if the daughters of Shiloh come out to, to dance and dances, then come ye out of the vineyards. Surprise, surprise. And catch you every man, his wife of the daughters of Shiloh, and go to the land of Benjamin. And it shall be when their fathers or their brethren come unto us to complain that we will say unto them, Be favorable unto them for our sakes, because we reserve not to and each man his wife in the war, for ye did not give unto them uh, at this time that ye should be guilty. And the children of Benjamin did so, and took them wives according to their number of them that danced, whom they caught, and they went and returned unto the inheritance, and repaired the cities, and dwelled in them. And the children of Israel departed, Thence at that time every man to his tribe, to his family, and they went out from thence every man to his inheritance. So they came up with a scheme to give the remaining men of Benjamin an opportunity to take wives. Okay, They answered the problem of wives for these remaining men of Benjamin by creating a little drama where the men of Benjamin were allowed to kidnap women. They weren't going to... They weren't going to mess with them for having done that. Um, and no doubt these, these women were probably willing so that the marriages could be arranged without official approval. Rather than go through this charade, they should have simply confessed their sin of making a foolish oath and done the right thing instead of trying to make two wrongs equal a right. Now in this, the tribe of Benjamin was sufficiently restored. Out of this tribe, it's a good thing it was restored. Out of this tribe, you know who came out of this tribe? Israel's first king, King Saul, was out of the tribe of Benjamin. Not only that, out of this tribe came Esther. Remember Esther? She was very important. In the book of Esther, she would save Israel from extermination at the hands of the wicked Haman by her brave actions. And one more notable name from the tribe of Benjamin is the Apostle Paul. Amen? And Philippians 3, verse number 5, and you'll, you'll find King Saul mentioned in 1 Samuel 9. But three main Bible characters came out of this tribe that was saved from extinction. Now let's look at verse 25. We see this book closes with the repeated summary observation of the times of the judges. Verse 25. In those days there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Now listen, the kind of moral, political, social, and spiritual chaos that we have seen in this book, and boy did we see it, right? I mean, there was a lot of stuff here we said, man, that was going on? These are God's people and that's going on? Yeah, and uh, uh, the, it, it, there was a lot of it. 
Um, but uh, it could only happen where there was no recognized king over Israel and where people forgot about the Lord God being their king. I want you to think about this. We're living in a time of lawlessness in our land. Where's that lawlessness come from? Well, they don't, they don't recognize God as king. That's what, that's, that's what the judges' problem were. They didn't recognize God as being their king. And they just went about to do... Oh, what, I'm, I, I'll tell you what's right. What's right is what I determined to be what's right. They don't look to God to determine what's right. Generally, the 400-year period of judges was marked by this, what it, you might call radical individualism. Because that's what we see today. Radical individualism. They rejected the standard of God's law for the individual standard of what was right in their own eyes. You know what that eventually causes? Anarchy. Yeah. When every man does that which is right in their own eyes, well, well what I say is right might not be what you say is right. Yeah. Um, and vice versa. So it's sad uh, that we are seeing our own dear nation um, in similar times to verse 25 there. Amen. All right, that's, uh, that's our Bible study for this evening. We're, we finished up the, the, the uh, book of Judges, but it's not really the end of the time of the Judges. Uh, the next book we're going to look at, Ruth, which is the very next book. It actually begins. It says, Now it came to pass in the days when the Judges ruled. Ruth took place during the time when the Judges ruled. Now <laughs> uh, that... There was a famine in the land, and the certain men of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. So we'll, we'll pick up there, Lord willing, next time. Amen. All right. Let's um, pull back out our prayer list. Let's pray for the needs. And we'll be dismissed with this prayer. Appreciate you being here tonight.